0: Well, amen and glory to God. It's podcast day, one of my uh, most favorite days of the week. I love these podcasts. I I wish I could see you. And you can see me somehow. Actually, in a few weeks, you're going to be able to see me. These are going to become video casts. I hope I'm saying that right. But amen. Let's, let's pray. and Let's get into some things today. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to preach, teach, prophesy, and to help your people. I pray this today, Lord. May we have ears to hear, eyes to see. And may there be an anointing on my life to impart your word in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I pray this over you. I pray peace today. I pray help and healing in Jesus' mighty name. I pray mental clarity that may, according to the scripture, may you have a sound mind in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for angelic help today. Ministering angels, go forth in Jesus' name and help God's people. We thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, get your Bible, get your notepad. I'm not a, I don't do news. I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called as a pastor by God, but... Uh, glory to God, as uh, most of you, probably all of you should have heard, if not, uh, Roe versus Wade was overturned last night. So glory to God. Uh, you might ask, what does that mean? Well, a couple things. Uh, that means all heck's going to break loose. And the, well, not only liberals, but the uh, those who are without God or maybe even ignorant concerning uh, murder of, of babies are probably going to go completely crazy, uh, thinking their rights have been taken from them. And all we're trying to do is preserve the rights of the baby, the human being that uh, they want to murder so badly. Uh, so that's been overturned. Glory be to God forever. Uh, I was going to preach to you about to talk to you about the spirit of Cain, because that's what we're seeing erupt uh right now in our nation's capital uh concerning this this uh you know, this overturning of of roe versus wade uh but what it what else it means uh from my understanding <clears throat> is now it'll go from state to state giving each state the ability to choose uh and to vote on their stance on abortion, so basically that means the the most the red states Will be anti-abortion, and most blue states obviously will welcome with open arms abortion, and probably will get uh, just more evil concerning abortion. Some of you may or may not know, but in some states right now, I think Maryland uh, wants to uh, wanted to uh, change the the uh, the time frame or the age for abortion to be uh, post-birth up to several weeks after the baby's out of the mother's womb. Meaning it's, it's now we know the baby's live at conception, <clears throat> but for some people, they they don't think it's a baby. They call it a fetus or, uh, you know, a tissue or something in ignorance and error, and then when it's born, then it becomes a human being. Well, they still now want to even abort a child in some uh, states after the baby is birthed, after the baby's breathing air, uh, you know, living and being, they want to be able to terminate the baby or make that decision several weeks after. So, shame, shame, shame on uh, society forever again, thinking so evil and on and on it goes. Can someone say amen? Now, I want to give you a scripture real quick concerning um, abortion, what's happening. Exodus fifteen three says, The Lord is a man of war, uh, the Lord is his name. Uh, So be very careful, because you're not going to win the battle against uh, right and wrong. Uh, God shall prevail. Amen. Well, let's get into the word of the Lord, or or what I have for you today. I want to get back into, we've been dealing with uh, faith and imagination. Imagination more so. I've been teaching, preaching that uh, new way here. And we want to get into, um, oh, to um, the imagination part here on the podcast, because it is a part of faith and it is a, a high spiritual part. It's part your part of your spirituality um, to be able to see in another realm. That takes your spirit to see in another realm. It takes your spirit to perceive in another realm. And it's really it should be a natural thing. The problem is we've confused things under the our fallen nature. So when Adam was created, he was created as a spirit, and he had a soul, and they lived in a body. And under the uh fall of man, the the power or the the the, the uh I'd say the, the the being itself was confused and we started putting more attention or more weight on the soul of man because that's the the sinful part or that's what makes you, you, without the spirit, you have no parameters. So you without your spirit, man, you can delight in all the things of the world, good or bad or, or good or evil. and you don't have any understanding of evil. you just d- delight in things that make you feel good. Well, that wasn't the intent of God, the intent of God that man was created as spirit. He gave man a, a soul, which was his mind, will, volition, opinions, desires, likes, dislikes, the, the individuality of a person, uh, we could say, as their soul. And then he gave them a body so that they could rule and reign here on earth physically. <clears throat> now, if he would have kept your body and just made us a spirit and a soul, or, or, or you wouldn't, ha- you wouldn't have authority here on earth because earth is is run by human beings, uh, and, and that was the design of God. Come on, are you still here Say amen? So now, as we look a little further into this, we were created to be uh, in the image of God, and we were created with uh, creative power and ability. But our creative power and ability comes in the spirit realm, and it, and it comes from, or it is increased as man sees beyond this world into the heavenlies, the kingdom of God, and sees the promises of God, uh, sees the ability of God, and, and sees within their kingdom. That's the highest authority. Uh, in the spirit, man now can grab a hold of, in the spirit with spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, <clears throat> and pull down or manifest the promises of God from the unseen realm, the invisible realm, which it's not invisible, it's only invisible to the naked eye or to the flesh eye. But it's very clear and vivid in the spirit realm as you begin to see, hone this skill to see beyond or to see with your spirit's eye. So uh, imagination is extremely important. Within these services at New Way Church here in Palm Coast, that uh, we've been dealing with the last several weeks, that you can do nothing without your imagination, that uh, you have no memory without your imagination, you can't reflect on the past without your imagination, you can't, uh, like I went through a little drill on Sunday uh, with one of our elders, uh, Randy, a dear friend of mine, and I said, Randy, how many windows are in your house, how many doors are in your house, what colors your house? well what what happens in your being when you're asked that question is immediately the eyes of your imagination go back into the past go go uh, allow you to go and walk through your house even though you're not there and see every door and see the color and see every window but if you you extract the imagination or uh, you, you you separate yourself from the imagination you can't see those things Uh, You can't see to order your dinner without an imagination. Everybody orders with their eyes first. And it's not their natural eyes, it's the eyes of their heart because you get an image on the inside what you're in the mood to eat. And then uh, as you create that image, you begin to go in the direction of that desire. Are you still here? Can someone say amen? Yeah, you say, can he even hear us? No, but still you ought to say amen. I'm preaching pretty good. All right, so now I want to go to, and I wasn't going to do this today. I was going to hold this till Wednesday, um, but I'm going to share it with you today. A vision I had the other day, and then I'll preach about it on Wednesday as well. So those of you who listen to the podcast and come to church, you can double dip. Uh, But I was uh, looking at and and praying and talking to God uh, concerning the Holy Spirit and his position with imagination, with that subject. And uh, the Lord began to speak to me very clearly. And, and I'll kind of give you our conversation. And if you don't have conversations with God uh, in the spirit realm, I'll tell you the best way to do is, is you pray, uh, pray, 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 and let the Holy Spirit lead you and then read the scripture and as you read the scripture, that can be God talking to you, but then you'll get to a place where it's not an audible voice, but he speaks to your spirit. So when you pray or ask God or converse with God, God responds. Uh, So uh, you just get to a place in maturity uh, where you can hear God's voice uh, clearer. But anyhow, so I was talking to God about imagination, about different things, about the Holy Spirit's part. Now we have scripture. Let me give you some scripture. Uh, first, let's go into well. Let me let me make reference to this Acts chapter. We're talking about imagination, talking about faith, talking about the person of the Holy Spirit and his part into seeing beyond, or imag- or uh, his part within our imagination uh, realm. And we know in Acts chapter one, well, in John. Uh, chapter 14 and John chapter 16, we know that the Holy Spirit would come, he'd lead and guide us into all truth. We know that the Holy Spirit is a person uh, without a body shell, a flesh shell, and he has come to abide with us and he's come to bring revelation of the scriptures of God and he's come to um, uh, lead us in God truths beyond what we presently know or can know without him. So the first scripture I want to look at is 1 Corinthians 13, before I reveal this, my conversation with God. It says, though I speak with uh, tongues of men and of angels. All right, so hold on here. So in the spirit, uh, Acts chapter two, one through four, there one place one accord. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind It filled the house where they were sitting. And it appeared unto them, cloven tongues as of fire sat upon each of them. And they began to speak in the spirit They begin to speak with other tongues. They begin to speak another language as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Now, hold this for a second. When you speak in your natural tongue, you convey information, but within that information, you're painting pictures. So people hear you, but you're hearing and seeing your imagination work together. So if I begin to talk to you about a car, then I tell you, hey, I'm looking at this new car, and I tell you the, the make of the new car. Then I tell you the color of the new car. Then I tell you the model of the new car. I tell you the size of the, the wheels on the new car and the performance of the new car. Now, yes, you're hearing, but your hearing is feeding your imagination, and as I'm speaking, you're hearing, your imagination is creating or developing an image for you to see, all right? So just as... The Holy Spirit gives them words to speak. The Holy Spirit gave them words to speak. Gave them the utterance. Acts two uh, four says he was painting a picture for them, or he was revealing, giving them revelation, or something to see in the spirit realm, uh, so that they could uh, you know, have a, a direction. Now, why is that so important? Well, in Genesis eleven six, we've learned this in church the last couple of weeks. Uh, God said, if you imagine a thing, or they that imagine to do a thing will be unstoppable. Whatever you imagine yourself to do or imagine, if you'll meditate what you're imagining, uh, you will obtain that. It's impossible according to the scripture, biblical law, Genesis eleven six. you shall obtain what you imagine. So now, unless you're just seeing what I'm trying to convey, but I'm telling you, if you get a goal, Habakkuk 2, uh, Habakkuk two, one through three. Uh, he said, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here on a wall watching. And then God speaks to him. That's verse one. God speaks to him. Verse two. And he said, God said, okay, uh, get a tablet or get a paper. Modern day, you wouldn't have a clay tablet, get a paper, write the vision, make it plain and put it on paper. So they that read it can run with the vision then wait for the vision because it'll come at an appointed time. It, it, it's, it's not, not going to come to pass. It will, even though it may delay, it still will come to pass in its appointed time. But the point there was, as he was listening or seeing, watching, what was he watching for? He was watching uh, for information in his spirit's eye so that he then can convey the information, put the model on paper, so that those who were called to help him could see the same thing he was seeing within his spirit. So now back to the Holy Spirit. So when you speak in tongues, you speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Go right over to 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but speaketh unto God, for no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So really there, the verbiage, that's, this was written in, in Old English uh, by King James uh, writers. If we would modernize, not change the, the the you know authenticity of the Scripture, but if we modernize it, we could say this. Uh, in the Spirit, uh, they speak out, what is mysterious unless someone reveal or, or interpret uh, what they're saying, but they're still given birth by the spirit uh, to something that has great substance. All right. So let's hold those two things. Now this is what the Lord told me. I said, Lord, you know, help me with the Holy spirit's position or how, how does he help involved in the imagination realm? And the Lord asks, begin to ask me, ask me questions. Uh, I love when the Lord does this. He, he deals with me this way a lot. And sometimes it makes me feel very <laughs> inadequate in, in my my biblical knowledge. Uh, but it just makes sense. And that's how I work, I guess. I don't know. So he said, uh, uh, when was the first church birthed? Talk about the New Testament church. And I said, Acts chapter two was the birthing of the new church. And we see it begin to to, uh, gain structure uh, throughout Acts chapter 2, the into into 3, into 4. We can see even uh, um, uh, deacons, the structure of deacons, and on and on it goes. Uh, We can see the outreach even throughout the book of Acts. And then the Lord said to me, well, within my Bible, did I ever release a structure of the church prior to that time? And I begin to think, you know, and and kind of reflect in my heart about the scripture. And I thought about Peter feed my sheep, you know, different scriptures like that. What what was to come? We talked about the good shepherd, talking about uh, he, he leaves the 99 for the one and on and on it goes. And the Lord said, but did I structure the church? And I said, not to my knowledge. And then the Lord said, well, how did they know? How to build the church or how to structure structure the church. And I said, Lord, I, I really, I don't, without really studying it with these questions, I don't know. And the Lord said this to me He says, they prayed the structure of the church out in tongues. Now, that might not blow you away, but I got so much revelation concerning. Uh, the what he said to me there, he they prayed it out in tongues. Now, if you think about this, they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost Acts two one through four immediately. Now, that's not they didn't stop praying in tongues. They didn't have a singular utterance, and that was the end of it. That was the beginning. That was when the Holy Spirit came, and, and that's when Joel prophesied that he's going to pour out the Spirit upon all flesh. The church was birthed. Well, he didn't retract the spirit after they prayed in tongues. That was just the beginning of the the Holy Spirit's dispensation. this this final dispensation, the new, where we're, the new covenant which we are living in. So then I, the Lord spoke to me a little further and he said, uh, as they prayed in tongues, I begin to show them the mysteries that were locked up until they prayed this out, but the mystery became now, a revelation, or, or it took on an understanding or, or, or an image. And as they prayed in tongues, they begin to pray out the desire because when they, you pray in tongues, you speaketh unto God, and the Holy Spirit gives you the words to speak. Come on, are you here? And you're speaking a higher level of language in the Spirit than you are on earth now. On the earth, as a Christian, we're conveying from the Spirit in our in our natural uh, language, English. We're conveying in, in with the flesh what we hear in our spirit. But the spirit language is greater than our natural language, unless you need to convey something in English. Come on, now say Amen to that. Even Paul said. If you pray in an unknown, unknown tongue and you don't have the understanding, it's not fruitful for them to hear it. It only becomes fruitful with the manifestation or uh, with, with the revelation or, or the uh, the utterance of it in the known language. But these men begin to pray out. Come on, I hope you're gaining revelation uh, uh, on this as I'm speaking. But these men begin to pray out. Um what God desired and how God wanted uh, the church structured by the Spirit. So the Spirit gave them insight to what God wanted to see. Come on, that's that's pretty powerful. And my point is here is as we pray in tongues, we begin to pray within the creative language of heaven. And as we pray in tongues, in our spirit, We create images beyond our own ability. Are you still here? Can someone uh, say amen to this? Now let's go to Hebrews 1 in the last few minutes together. Oh, glory to God. I hope I'm helping somebody. I'm going to get to the point. Well, I'll just, I'll I'll cut to the chase. You need to pray in tongues. You need to pray, pray, pray in tongues like never before. Uh, You know, we need to pray, pray, pray um, in in other tongues like never before. Uh, We should have been. Paul even said, I pray in tongues more than you all. But then he he did say, but in an an assembly, come on now, uh, you know, he'd pray in his natural language. Or he said to pray in tongues, but rather to prophesy. Well, prophecy would be a tongue, and interpretation a tongue. And the only reason the interpretation is important is because the hearer can gain the revelation or the information of what was or of the mystery that was prayed in the tongue. Why? So that they can get a picture of it. Try to do something today. Try to go to lunch and try to shut your imagination off when you, before you order, as you order, and before your food comes. It's impossible. Uh, some of you, if you're, if you're hungry enough, you begin to salivate before your food gets there because your imagination is so uh, vivid and keen that uh, you're already waiting on that bite because you've created such an image of what's to come and you've told your belly how it tastes and you taste it before you even taste it. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. Hebrews chapter one, uh, verse five. It says, yeah, I think I'm in verse 5. No, I'm going to do 2, 5. Hebrews 2, 5. It says, For the angels uh, he hath not put in subjection the world to come, wherefore we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visiteth him? that that made, thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put in subjection under him, he left nothing that uh, is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. Now, And it goes on to tell you that Jesus, in verse 9, but Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels, the angels for the suffering of the death, crowned with glory and honor, uh, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Now, lower means uh, we're limited in a flesh body, and angels are unlimited as a spirit. But we're not lower like lesser. Come on, are you here? Say amen. But the point I want to get is that an angel said, uh, what is a man They couldn't figure it out. What is a man that God gave him this authority and this ability uh, to create, to recreate, to see beyond, to imagine, uh, to to confess or decree, declare a thing into existence? See, this is uh, natural for us or is becoming. For angels, this is not natural. Angels are ministering spirits. Uh, so angels can't operate within the same uh, function or operation that we do in faith. Uh, angels hear our word or hear a commandment of God and they obey it. They hear our word, and they go to work with our word to confirm it, confirm it, or try to help our word come to pass. That's a ministering spirit, or they fight warring angels on our behalf, but they they have not been given the ability. That a human being has been given, created in God's image, the angels not created in God's image, the human was created in God's image, with the ability to imagine, with the uh, uh, ability to operate in the highest authority, with the ability to manifest things from heaven, to see beyond, come on now, Uh, to, to, to rule and reign with words. This is a high authority and a high ability that God has given the believer. Pray in tongues. Now, back to this as we close. What happens when I pray in tongues? Well, you pray in the authority because we know that in Acts 1.8, it says, wait till you've been endued with power from on high. So we gain power. In dunamis, this was creative and recreative dynamic dynamite power, like an explosive power, like a boom. That's what the Holy Spirit within you, it's just a boom, boom, boom. It's just a dynamic power. Now, and it recreates of itself. You use it, it's recreated. You use it, it's recreated. So we get the nine gifts. I don't have time to go into the nine gifts today. Maybe next week I'll start that. But when you pray in tongues, you pray out the mysteries, the mystery that God had uh, uh, for us, Has now conceived within us and now is released into this uh, space here, this natural human space to where it can go to work and angels can work with it. Secondly, you speaketh unto God. Thirdly, you edify or build yourself up. Come on, are you here? Um, We also see in Jude that you build yourself up on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. All right, tongues with an interpretation of tongues is equal to prophecy. So you prophesy. So not only can you edify or build yourself up with imaginations and pictures and images to see beyond or see the future, but then if you convey a tongue with the interpretation of a tongue, you can build the hearers up and you can create an image or imagination for those who hear it. Back to the disciples, back to Peter. They prayed in tongues, and God within them showed them how to structure the church. God showed them how he wanted the church to be run. God showed them how to deal with problems. And if they get into problems, just like I get into problems, I pray out the answer in other tongues. Come on, are you here? Say amen. So that's my revelation for today. (laughs) Glory be to God. Amen. Uh, you, uh, build yourself up today. Uh, become creative. You know, you say, I'm just not wired that way. Uh, we, we did this little thing in church a couple of weeks. Uh, people say, I'm not wired that way. Oh, yes, you are. But you haven't learned how to bring uh, faith into the realm of the imagination. You've only learned how to bring the natural or tangible thing. Like, like remember cheeseburgers and pizza and food and, and vacations, but you can use that same imagination realm and bring the promises of God, faith into that realm and begin to create images of God's promise. And then well, we can say this, your imagination is where you conceive. That, your imagination is the womb where you conceive and once you conceive everything goes in that direction well amen glory to god Uh, go to our website uh, richardsummerland.com newwaychurchfl.com be a part of what we're doing here in palm coast we need all the help we can get so many things we're on the cusp of so many uh, uh, new things that god has breathed within us and and great things are beginning to take place or unfold right before our very eyes. We need you to come out and be a part of it. Until next time, I love you. Let me know how this helps you. Share it, get the word out. I'll see you soon. Uh, Bye-bye.